Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends. Amanda Yoa here, back with another episode. I have an amazing guest today, mindset, nutritional coach, motivational speaker, and resident joyologist, Colleen Greco. Colleen, it's a pleasure to have you here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here today. Awesome. So I wanted to um, first dive in and give our listeners and viewers a little backstory of, you know, like where you've came from, because when we were talking, I recently, you know, I realized that we have so much in common when it came to our past history with food and how we've handled nutrition, nutrition, taking care of our body, overall wellness. So give everyone all the deets okay. on that part of your story and what it is that you do. Sure. No, I'd love to. Well, professionally speaking, I did not grow up in this industry. I was in IT marketing and even that was a bit of an accident for about 25 years. But about five years ago, uh, our family uh, experienced a trauma here in the house with one of my kids. And I was obviously devastated. And it just caused me to eat and drink my way up to weights that I hadn't seen since my pregnancies. So for any moms uh, out there listening, they know exactly what I mean. You see those numbers, but you have a baby in your belly. So it's okay. Well, it wasn't okay for me post babies to ever see those numbers again. And, you know, it always takes that picture. You know, you see that picture where you say, you didn't tell me I look like that. And uh, that was kind of part of my awakening. I was at a CrossFit gym trying to get myself, you know, kind of back on track. And this woman that I had been working out with looked like she had lost some weight. And she was, I don't know, maybe mid sixties. She's definitely a grandmother. So I'm thinking late fifties, early sixties. And my mind immediately went to, well, she's probably been through menopause and lost weight. So I haven't hit menopause yet. There's still hope for me. What's your secret girl? So I walked up to her, asked her, you know, of course what the secret was knowing full well, there was no secret. And she turned me on to a nutrition coach. And that was something I hadn't tried before. I had done South Beach and low carb. I couldn't figure out keto. I, I, mean, I read the directions and just said this was too complicated for me. Uh, I had done Weight Watchers at one point. I, I really did try everything. And it was through working with the nutrition coach that I started to lose the weight and feel really, really good about myself. Self-love is something I've never had before in my entire life. Uh, And so I really started to work with him and say, don't you want to understand what caused me to gain all this weight in the first place so that we never go back there again? And he said to me, I'm not your therapist. And I said that, okay, (laughs) there's a big difference between being a like licensed mental health counselor and giving me no support. There's a big, you know, spectrum there. And so that was the thing that propelled me to want to do this for myself, Uh, you know, get my certifications and help every single person within my power 
to figure out those mental pieces so that the weight never comes back again. Yeah. So, you know, like it's kind of like the, and that's what you do now for other people, right? Like you offer that mindset and the actual tactical tools and, and, you know, things that they need to improve their physical health. Cause I know from my own experience and, you know, it sounds like from yours too, it's a little bit of, you know, you need both, you know, it's like, it starts from the inside out. And I think a lot of times we, we think that it starts from the outside in and that's why we hit those constant roadblocks. So I think it's amazing that, you know, you're giving that opportunity for the people that work with you to combine those two things. Yeah, definitely. And that's a great point. So as I was losing the weight and feeling, you know, physically better, less fatigue, less brain fog, more energy, I started to look at the numbers differently as I was approaching my quote goal weight. I realized like, I don't necessarily like emotionally, psychologically feel as strong as I think I should feel. I should feel like I'm on top of the world. So when I work with clients um, and I, you know, a lot of them come to me for nutrition coaching and we weave the mindset coaching in over time. We don't start off on it day one. <laughs> there's, there's enough to work on, right? Just getting the food under wraps. From your experience of realizing like, hey, I need a little bit of this, but I also need like a little bit of that too. When was that like shift? Because I know like when, what I do is, is, based on my personal experience and the things that I went through knowing what you do now and that it's from your experience. Like what was that moment when you were like, this is what I need to be doing. Cause I know you said you didn't start out doing what you do now. So, you know, what, what spark was lit from this whole situation that made you think like, Hey, this is how I want to make my impact. So, so what happened was that as I was, you know, getting closer to my goal weight and not feeling as, mentally strong, I realized that there are these triggers that show up, right? So there are people and places and sounds and smells and just situations, environments that trigger you to run, in my case, to the pantry, right? Or to the the beer fridge. And I was like, I don't feel like I have really settled those things and so I can see myself very easily going back to where I was. And it, it's kind of like a vacation, right? The vacation's over, you go back to work. And I'm not saying the food journey is easy, but I'm saying that, you know, it is kind of a controlled, just like a vacation, it's kind of a controlled situation where, you know, people are monitoring your food and giving you advice and getting you back on track. Well, once you, you know, walk away from your coach, you know, you feel like you've graduated and you've hit a great place. What is helping you to keep the weight off? The answer is that all of those plans don't address that. And so that's where the SNAP method and the, the mindset and the emotional components come in. If you don't redirect your response to triggers, I don't want to say that all of that work is for nothing because it, it isn't, but you do slowly gain the weight back. And a lot of people actually gain more than what they lost. And I never want to see that. Um, so we do a lot of mindset coaching to kind of illustrate to people that, you know, that the trigger comes and I call it the snap method and, and S stands for stop. So when the trigger comes, just stop. You don't need to do anything else. You certainly don't need to talk, text, type, 
carrier pigeon, anyone, right? But just kind of like let it come, understand what's going on and is for notice. And so at that point, I want you to notice in your environment, what is it that's happening? What was, you know, the, the trigger itself? Who did it? What was the subject matter? Um, how were you feeling that day? What was your sleep like? Maybe you had a bad night's sleep the night before. Maybe some foods were involved. You just had kind of a, you know, a, a loosening of the belt weekend where, you know, you weren't quite on plan. And so you were triggered because you weren't, you know, your, your gut wasn't healthy. So write down everything that's going on. Write down the physical response that you get. Do you lose breath? Does your heart rate race? Do you get sweaty palms? And then as you know, you're, you're journaling through that and, and noticing, I don't want people to analyze. I don't want them to overthink anything. You're just kind of reporting the news. A stands for accept. So let the trigger come. It's here, right? It's kind of like when it's raining out. It's raining out. Nothing I can do about it. The trigger is here. And then we need to kind of take a look at back to the notice step, the things that were happening. So now you can kind of, because you've walked away from it maybe for a day or two, you can now kind of analyze it and say, oh yeah, she said that thing again. And every time she says it, it sends me flying. Okay. Now let's kind of like dig into that a little bit more objectively. You're not, you're not judging. You're just kind of, kind of peeling back that layer of like observing. Exactly. Yes. And P stands for practice gratitude. So as crazy as this might sound, you thank the trigger for coming because that is telling you in your body, you have more work to do. And once you have been able to address that trigger and lay it to rest, you can see it coming in the future. So now I see those triggers coming and sometimes I'm lazy and I don't do anything about it and it hits me and I'm surprised it hit me. <laughs> but most times I see it coming and I'm like, I am not going to respond to that with food. I am going to look at it for what it is in the lens of truth, right? Because we apply our own meanings to things and a lot of times we kind of distort reality um, but I'm going to look at it from a lens of truth and I'm just going to let it go. I had a cousin when I was 10 years old who called me fat. And there was, there was nothing fat about me anywhere on my body. I was a, I was a bean pole, but I applied meaning to that word. And that gave me a distorted body image for 34 years. It was insane. And I, I'm confident that she never meant to hurt me that way. But the truth is I hurt me. She just made a comment. I made it mean something. And that's kind of the, the shift that we try to make. Like, let's really get to the root of what's going on here. And what's going on here is you just made that situation mean something it wasn't meant to mean, which means you can, you can change the definition of it and set it free. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So just to go through it real quickly, the SNAP method, this was this was a method that you created for your clients. Um, so it's S-N-A-P. So quickly go through those once again for anybody who may have missed it, um, each one, the S-N-A-P. Sure. So S stands for stop. Again, so you just kind of like stay in your place. Let it come in. 
understand, you know, that it's, it's time to kind of notice and document and, and just, you know, almost look at it from the outside, just write down what's happening. Um, A is accept where you accept what it is. You, you accept your response at the time. If, if you do run to the pantry, accept that that's what you're doing. Cause that is all information. The more data that you have, the more information you have about what you do when these triggers come, the more equipped you'll be to redirect your response in future episodes. And P stands for practice gratitude. That is your body's way of saying you've got some work to do on this situation. Um, and just be thankful that it doesn't need to be a permanent story on repeat for the rest of your life. If you want to make a change, you can. Yeah. And you know, it's, I love that we're having this conversation and that's the, that's like absolutely amazing. And it's, that was my exact process as well. And, you know, for me, my journey with, with weight and, and weight loss was always a constant battle because I was trying to do it from the outside in. And I thought, you know, when I lose this much, then I'll feel this. When I feel, you know, when I'm able to look at myself in the mirror and love what I see, then I'm going to feel, you know, happy and love myself and feel accomplished. And then I'll be able to do, go off and do what it is that I want to do. Like I allow my body to hold me back from so many things. And, you know, the P for that, I think what people are taking that next step towards, you know, stepping into, uh, their physical self, you know, improving their physical self. The gratitude piece is so important, not only with what you said, but also looking at the process that they've been through. Because I formed such an unhealthy relationship with the gym because of that mindset that I that went in that mindset. Like when I do this, so I have to like kill myself in the gym. And then um, you know, so I allowed my past experience, I would look back at that and be like, you were so dumb, like, you know, and just beat myself up at all the, the choices that I made, all the diets that I did, you know, the diet pills, the, the, all the fads, like anything under the sun that I could get my hands on or try, your girl did it. And it never got me anywhere because I wasn't working the right way. And, but now I look at those things and I'm like, you know what, Amanda, you did the best you could with what you had in your tool belt. So now, you know, what you do is, you know, you're providing people with more tools to add to their toolbox so that they can navigate, you know, that reconnection with their physical body and improving their physical self, which I think is absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And, and one of the things, so the whole term joyologist is because we need to celebrate ourselves, even if we aren't in a place where we feel 100% worthy of celebrating you know, you have one life to live. And if it ends today, it doesn't matter what you're going to look or feel like at 130 or whatever the goal was, pounds, right? You need to love who you are today. Because I'll tell you what happened to me was I was getting, I think I was within 10 pounds of my goal weight. And I would look in the mirror and <laughs> this is like, I swear this is a message from above. There's a, there's a light in my bathroom that si it shines the the light, like right on my belly button, like right in the worst spot in my mind on my body. So as I'm losing the weight, it's like getting brighter and brighter, like Vegas lights shining on my belly button. And I remember thinking like, come on, like, and I started to think, but that belly 
carried two babies full term. You know, I've done a lot of things. I've run a marathon. I've done like, I'm a good person now. I may not look like the really super cute 22 year old, you know, swimsuit model that was on the cover of my treadmill when I bought it, (laughs) who I've never looked like, but I, I am great. Right. So let's look at all the great things about me now. And then that weight just started to come off more and more and more. And then the closer I got to my goal weight, the more I realized I love myself and that that was self-love is the foundation to this whole transformational change. And you're absolutely right. We've all tried the fads. I think by the time you're 45 years old, most women have tried 60 plus diets, which is awful, but it's so real and You see it on social all the time. 90% of those images are doctored, but wow. Yeah. And I save them on my phone now. Like (laughs) that's not real. (laughs) I mean, I'm probably one of those statistics. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Cause like I said, anything I could get my hands on, I did it. Cause I was like, you know, I have to lose this many pounds in order to be able to do this, that, and the other when really all I needed to do was just accept myself. Even though I wasn't necessarily where I wanted to be, like I had an intention for my body of wanting to have a better relationship with food and, and, you know, the way that I treat my body, I, you know, I allowed that who I was at that very moment to hold me back from being able to do so many things instead of just accepting who I was and loving who I was in the now knowing that that love and acceptance and then adding the gratitude for, you know, how far you've come with the tools that you had, allow me to propel forward in so many ways. And, you know, I I want anybody who's listening who, because I know as women, we're, we're, we're all very critical, whether, you know, you, do, you don't have to be overweight, no matter what our body type, I feel like there's something that we always nitpick and, you know, beat ourselves up about and allow ourselves to hold ourselves back from doing what it is that we want to do, whether that's, you know, getting into a specific career or where even wearing a certain outfit that we want to wear, you know, we feel like, well, you know, I have to look this way. I mean, I, I still think that way now there are certain things that I'll be like, mm, I don't know if I should wear that, <laughs> but you know, in reality, that's really what I want to do. And it's, it's what's going to bring me joy. And sometimes I need to tell myself, wear the shirt, wear the shirt. No one is looking at you. And if they are, they're like, I wish I had that shirt. It's not in a, in a judgmental way. But, you know, yesterday I had a whoopie pie. I'm not missing out. I, I get that all the time. Well, I want to I wanna have fun this weekend. Have fun that this weekend. I don't want people to ever eliminate um, something that they love from their, I hate the word diet, but from their food plan. But you, it just has, to, we have to find a place for it. That's all. We have to plan for it. And your plan may be, I'm going to go off plan this weekend. Okay. Well, guess what? When you go off plan this weekend, you've just pushed your goals out a few days and that's okay. Just don't self-deprecate on Monday morning when you weigh in and it's up a couple of pounds because you've retained all the water and whatnot. You know, and I always tell people too, especially parents, you've no idea what you are sharing with your kids. When I get, you know, just like you said, like, oh, I'm so stupid, or I did this, or I did that, I'm such an idiot. 
I'm like, you're saying that about your little girl's mom. She would be devastated if she heard somebody talking that way about her mom. So don't do that. And you have probably done that the majority of your life. So how's that working out for you? There's no fun in that. There's, there's fun in, in building Amanda up and, and being Amanda, right? So let's focus on that and not tearing her down. There's, there's enough of that going on out into in the universe. Let's, let's like flip that script and celebrate who you are today and then get excited to meet the future you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, in order to create the future you, you kind of have to like drop into the energy of who she is in the now in order to create that future self. And that I feel like that part is missing for so many women. They feel like, you know, they're they're grasping at something that they can never attain. When in reality, you have to realize you are her. She is you. That woman that you aspire to be, you're her in the now. So start acting like her. And when you start acting like her, that's when you start seeing that transformation. You know, that love and acceptance, that grace and gratitude that, you know, for me, my biggest takeaway with this conversation is the intention, being intentional. You know, I remember back and I... I had no intention with anything that I ever did. <laughs> I was very unintentional, like just flying. And, you know, I guess it's like being young and inexperienced in life. But I mean, I got to say, I did it for a majority of my life, just kind of like flying on a whim and being unintentional with anything that I ever really did. And I realized not having intention and not having a goal and being, you know, mindful that really never worked out for me in anything that I ever did. When I started setting goals for myself, when I started being intentional in the things that I did and I said, and when I had that mindset, you know, that motivation, that's where I started seeing forward movement in all aspects of my life. Completely. And I think the other thing to, you know, definitely celebrate the future you, but also cut some slack to the to the 10 year old girl who was called fat and tell her you're so sorry for torturing her for 34 years. That is a long period of time, unnecessary. And she deserved to be set free. And so I, I, my, my goal was to wear a bikini. So when I was first starting out, I was like, I don't want to sit down and adjust my shirt. Right. Everybody knows that's where everything gathers right in the belly area. So it's like, I just, I just want to sit down and, be confident that my shirt looks good all rumpled up. And then as I was getting towards my goal weight, I wanted to wear a bikini. I'd never worn one in my entire life. And now in retrospect, I could have. <laughs> I, I had a cute body when I was growing up. I just didn't realize it. And, uh, and so I put it on and I had like a five minute discussion with that 10 little girl saying like, I'm so sorry for what I did to you. You didn't deserve it. And to your point earlier, you missed out on a lot. You weren't present and intentional with the people you were spending time with because you were more worried, you know, going to a beach, I would lay down on my stomach, first of all, never lay down on my back. Um, and that's, that's a waste of energy, you know, and I, I think she deserved to, to a lot more than an apology, but that was the best I could do. Yeah. Self-acceptance is, is, is everything. It's everything. And when you learn to accept yourself in the now, that's when, you know, and using the the method that you've created 
and I'm implementing that mindset along with the tactical tools for, you know, just eating better and making better decisions for yourself, that's where you start seeing that real change in your life. And that's where you start seeing sustainable change, not that short-term change, the long-term change, which I feel is, is what we're all looking for and what we all need. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I tell clients too, you're going to continue to fall. That's just life. Like I said, the triggers come. Sometimes I'm either lazy or I don't pay attention and I don't notice that they come and I fall and I have a down day, but I have a down day. I don't have a down two years or six months, you know? So with every victory in terms of retraining my brain to redirect my response to triggers, my response time gets faster. So I go from like years to months to weeks to days, maybe to hours, sometimes to seconds. And that in itself is a victory. So, you know, practice gratitude for the fall, but celebrate that you rebounded and you had a down day or half a day. Um, and that, that too is progress. That doesn't mean you failed. You just fell. Absolutely. Well, I, this has been a, a great conversation. One that I felt was really important for a lot of women that are listening that may feel like, you know, I can't do something because of the way that I look. And for me, for a long time, that was, that was me. I felt as if, you know, I needed to get to this point in order to live the life that I wanted to live doing what I want to do. When in reality, that's not how it works. It's really just you can do all things. And what I mean by doing all things is you can improve your relationship with your body. You can improve your relationship with your mindset while still creating goals and going after what it is that you truly want for yourself. So for anybody listening, I hope that is what you took away. And, you know, one of the last things that I always ask all my guests before we close up is how do you, Colleen, how do you stay inspired? Oh, well, how do I stay inspired? Um, I read a lot, uh, or I try to read a lot. I am very active in my church. That was another thing that happened as this um, family trauma took place five years ago. I realized it wasn't accountable to anybody but myself. My family would let me get away with anything. Um, and so I, I went back to church, and I, and I really like that, that discipline. I absolutely love to run. And that actually does inspire me because I listen to, you know, music or podcasts. Yes. Um, <laughs> Which and, ones? Uh, no, just kidding. Like <laughs> <laughs> Amanda chick. I can't remember <laughs> what is her name. Um, She's from Michigan or something. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I, that's, that's basically it. I, it's like music podcasts. It's just, you know, it's, t it's taking myself away from the hustle and bustle of the day just getting quiet and, and focusing on bringing the energy down a bit so that I can reset. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said getting quiet while also mentioning listening to things. Cause I think a lot of times people think, Oh, well getting quiet, I have to sit quietly in a room and that doesn't work for everybody. Like meditation. Oh no. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Like it was really hard for me to meditate and get myself in a quiet spot. But I think, you know, what you were referring to and what I take away from being quiet is, is quieting your mind, 
like quieting that narrative that we sometimes get caught up in that keeps us stuck and keeps us feeling less than or scared or whatever it may be and pouring in things that serve so that we can start changing that narrative and shifting that tide towards things that that serve us so that we can keep moving forward. 100%. Yes. And, and no disrespect to those who love to meditate, but I have, I'm an ADHD, OCD, dyslexic woman. And so <laughs> I, getting quiet is in, in that regard, my mind just, it just does circles. So yeah, I, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's hard for a lot of people, you know. I mean, there are times where I can, I try to implement that, like, you know, just sitting quietly, but I'm, I'm lucky if I can get like five minutes between everything I got going on in my life with the kids and, you know. It, it truly is. It's really just creating that space for yourself to quiet what's up here that's been telling you whatever it's been telling you and allow other things to come in that serve you. And um, yeah, so I love that. And I just want to thank you so much for being here and being on the show. It was a great conversation. And for anybody listening till next time, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.